Hey, what is going on, my beautiful friend? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Heart and the Brain podcast. This podcast is where I talk to you about fitness and nutrition, peak performance, and a wide range of topics about what we already know in human psychology. I'm your host, Jess Wong, and I'm very thrilled to have you on today. As always, the primary goal of my podcast is to provide science-backed understanding to help you get to the next level of your fitness journey, of your career, your school life, your business, your relationships, your future mission, and even the way that you perceive yourself. In today's Thursday episode, I wanted to talk to you about why nutritional neurobiology is so cool. Okay, so food is something that we all have some sort of relationship with, right? Some may see food as a way to connect with their culture and ancestry, and others may simply view food as a fuel for our body. And in many ways, the food that we eat is oftentimes a reflection of our identity and also the rich biological sphere around us. But food is much more powerful and influential than we think. The food industry is the biggest industry on the planet right now. It's a $15 trillion industry, and this industry has been trying to maintain the status quo that isn't really a good status quo, okay? There are several challenges when it comes to food and society, and I truly believe that if we could tackle the root problems in food, then we will be at least one step closer to solving the problems of chronic disease, of economical stress, of disintegration in our society, racism, children's education, all of the good stuff that is in some way connected with food, period. We can chat more about those individually another day. And in America, around 12% of Americans are metabolically healthy, meaning that over 20% is not, right? And I want to introduce you to functional medicine. Functional medicine is a sector of medicine that sees alternative ways of healing the body on its own. And it all comes back to the famous quote by Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine. Functional medical physicians see that the body is a system and it can be leveraged to restore health rather than treating disease. And this is why I think nutritional neurobiology is so cool, all right? And what you consume on a daily basis really affects the gray matter of your brain. And our brain is literally made out of the stuff that we eat. And our brain is only 2% of our body's mass. And it's a really hungry organ, using up to 25% of our daily calories to function. But let's not forget that the brain's consistency is like a soft butter consistency, right? Super fragile. But there's a protective shell over it. And that protective shell is called the blood-brain barrier, the BBB. This is the velvet rope that determines what actually gets into your brain and what doesn't. A really selective barrier out here, right? And there are specific nutrients that can feed the development and plasticity of our brain cells. So let's talk about what happens when that process goes awry, okay? We've heard of gut dysbiosis due to impaired microbiota or what people call leaky gut syndrome. And you can see this syndrome analogous to a leaky brain blood barrier as there are some things that can break down the bbb and penetrate to that soft butter consistency brain and your brain is doing a lot of metabolic functions per unit of time and there's a lot of metabolic waste that needs to be shuttled out but when it can't be shuttled out it gets kind of problematic such as you'll see accumulated buildup of amyloid plaque beta plaque that is associated with Alzheimer's disease. And around a year and a half ago, I spent months devote, devoted to a project all about the biomarkers of AD. So if AD is a topic that you're also passionate about, let's chat later. All right. 
So this is, let's bring us to the next level and talk about weight loss in calories and also hypothalamic inflammation, okay? I know that that sounds a little bit complex, but let's break it down. There's this highway called the gut-brain axis that allows your gut and your brain to communicate, okay? And in weight loss, people are really obsessed with the calorie paradigm. And people don't really see that the real image is not the calorie paradigm. The real image is that the hypothalamus of your brain is the main regulator on how your body is using or not using those calories in your body. I briefly glossed over this in our carbs episode about how calories in and calories out is not actually what happens physiologically, but when we have hypothalamic inflammation, right? Inflammation to the hypothalamus in our brain, this directly leads to leptin resistance, which is the satiation hormone. And when leptin goes down, right, you get ravenous in our cravings, which causes long-term weight gain. Nobody in the fitness industry is really talking about the hypothalamic inflammation in their weight loss programs because it's not sexy or something, right? The brain controls what your body can do metabolically. It gets a little bit complex without a solid foundation about neuroscience. And as the inflammation continues, no matter how much cardio you're doing, how much training you're doing, how many cutting diets you're doing, right? It still seems like someone's waistline is increasing that way. And the key to begin like a quote unquote diet break of when you pause on whatever diet you're on and begin getting back to eating, eating up to satiation and feeling up on a den- on a calorically dense nutrients from whole foods. This is something that can truly change the game. This is going to help you regulate your hormones to get them back into balance with a stronger communication through the gut brain access, right? And I brought up hypothalamic inflammation, and what does that truly mean, right? Let's draw this back to sugar. So our brains love sugar so, so much because it has so many sugar pathways as an evolutionary adaptation. And your brain has a strong preference of absorbing glucose calories, but it really depends on what type of glucose the brain is absorbing, right? There are added sugars, and research shows that Americans on average are consuming up to 100 pounds of added sugar per year, and they don't even know. This wild amount of sugar leads to neuroinflammation and insulin resistance in the brain, which is also known as Alzheimer's disease, and as novel research calls it, type 3 diabetes. So when there's a rampant amount of sugar in our brain, and your brain can't metabolize all of it at once, right? Depends on what type of sugar again, right? Okay, let's think of a cookie versus a banana. I may have a completely different metabolic response to eating a cookie than your response when you eat that same cookie, okay? Some people may have a banana and their system gets flipped out, but that doesn't happen to another person, right? This depends on each person's metabolic fingerprint, okay? Our metabolic fingerprints are very unique to our gut microbiome, our endocrine system, and our neurotransmitters, and so, so much more. And the key is to pay attention to our inner world, right? Because of these differences. We just can't really take what someone else has has done that has worked for them because of our metabolic fingerprint. And you can observe in terms of biofeedback about how you feel after eating a certain food, how your performance is affected. And if you're really into metrics, right, then maybe a glucose monitor could be really helpful. And anyway, that's all I have for you in our Why is Nutritional Neurobiology So Dope podcast episode. I honestly just just went through a superficial glossing over the surface and this is something that i will continue to talk deeper and deeper about as our podcast episodes progress but if you got a golden nugget from this episode dm me at push of just what you learned and i'll be happy to share it 
If you're looking for one-on-one coaching in any of the areas of fitness, nutrition, loss performance, please DM me the word hustler on my Instagram. And let's talk, right? Let's book a strategy session and see if we're a good match to work together. So stay tuned for the next few episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same message in every single one of these Dear Heart and the Brain episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate.